Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Never mind logical thought or common sense. You brave into the world every day to show that women too have a cock and balls. Hey lady, how's it hanging? Who needs a vagina? when you can still walk around with the impression of a ball-peen hammer in your yoga pants and still be considered a woman. I think I see a dick print. Yet you go out and fight every day for your cause. Because deep down as a man, you know the first thing you have to do each day is fight as a woman. So crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Ally of the Alphabet. You have changed the meaning of the word camel toe forever. Mr. Trans, but I still have a wiener guy. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, November 12th, 2023. Little wham! Making her debut here. A big wham fan I was growing up. Yeah, a little, you know, handful of hits there were pretty good. And then, of course, I found out about George Michael. <laughs> I, look, man, it... When I picked out this song today, that you know, you guys know where my head goes, all right? <laughs> but fucking wham, and George Michael, right? And and guys like Freddie Mercury and you know Rob Halford from Judas Priest, you know, because see back then people didn't come out of the closet the way that they do now. Like they're just they openly do. Guys who aren't even gay come out of the closet now. It's just, it's a whole weird thing. But back then they didn't, they didn't tell anybody. <laughs> You know, you know, keep your fucking mouth shut. Don't, 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 don't do nothing. <laughs> you know, they had to come out of the closet. And that was a big thing, you know, for the 80s and 90s, for the people who were, you know, gay back then. It was like it was a big thing. Now, now it's like it's no big deal. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, we already knew you were in the fucking closet anyway. <laughs> you know, that's what they used to say. But could you imagine, like, back then when you when you couldn't come out of the closet and you were in a band, like a big one that everybody loved? You know, guys like George Michael, guys like Freddie Mercury, they, they had to come out there and sing about women. They had to, they had to sing about loving women and, and, and getting their hearts broken by women. Can you imagine what that was like for those people? You know, they, they like it's like, God, I got to sing about this woman, but really I just want to sing about smoking pole. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm singing about her boobs, but really I'm dreaming of tube steak smothered in boxer shorts <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like this song right here you know and then you tell me that you're having my baby i couldn't get you pregnant if i wanted to <laughs> uh, i fucked me up man oh god wham 
<laughs> Good to be back with you guys as always. And I got to get started here because today, today is my sister's birthday. So I figured I would start off with a story that involved her <sighs> all those years ago. Now, my sister was the one who was blessed with the looks in the family. All right. My, my sister was a, a, a fucking queen. Okay. And because of that, you know, she had, she had guys fucking chasing her left and right. All right. It's, <laughs> there was always people chasing her down older guys, <laughs> fucking 35 year old. It didn't matter, you know, who it was. And, and so I got arrested when I was like 11. I, so, so we had this, we, all right. My mom was a special one. Let's just put it that way. And this guy that, you know, I've told you about before, he used to beat the shit out of us. She, she cheated on him with the guy that she's married to now. And it was like, this guy had to be the dumbest guy to ever wear shoes because like, Anytime I've ever been cheated on in my life, okay, I knew about it. I knew about it right away. Like the moment that it happened, I'm like, it fucking happened. I knew it. You know, I, I have that one, you know, little uncanny ability, but like that with this feeling in my gut that I tell you guys about all the time. If I get that particular feeling, either whatever I'm suspecting is true or it's about to come true. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. And it doesn't happen much. I don't want you to think like every day I'm getting this feeling in my gut and I'm, I can predict the future like I'm fucking Nostradamus. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is when I get that feeling, it's it's undefeated. And I'm sitting here going like, like I know what's going on here, guy. Like you you can't pick this up. I'm I'm 11 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This guy was dumb as a box of rocks. So it got to the point where she was basically going away. She was going to his house, and that, this is this is how I this is how the move to Levittown came about. This is this is the story that did it, you know. And she she was going to this guy's house like she would leave for work on Friday and come back on Monday morning every single weekend, and she would tell him, "Oh yeah, I'm going to New York for work. New York for work. Who fucking works on the weekend? Like, so hold on a second. Wait." You're working five days a week and then the weekend too? <laughs> make that make sense. And the guy bought it for like a year. I'm like, are you fucking dumb? <laughs> you know? And sometimes she would bring me. You know, because he had a daughter that was, you know, that was my age. We used to hang out and I would hang out with her friends and shit like that. And, you know, when I would go up there, that's when I realized I'm like, this fucking place is weird. <laughs> I'm like, this place is fucking weird. And these kids are weird. The fuck, man? I don't want to ever want to live here. So she starts fucking extending these weekends. Like it's, it's, it, you know, she was leaving on Friday, coming back Monday morning. That was Thursday. Then it was Wednesday. I'm like, are you, are you just going to move in? Just leave us here. What the fuck are you doing? You know, and that led to more beatings for us because, you know, he wasn't getting laid anymore. <laughs> you know, he's a little pent up, a little backed up. You know, he take it out on us. Anyway, more on that in a minute. But so it turned out the reason why I brought that up was because those two went away for a weekend and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> All right. I guess she had to like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he was suspecting something and she had to like, you know, she had to cool the jets a little bit. I don't know what it was. They went on some sort of getaway for the weekend, which they never did. My mother hated this man. All right. I don't, I don't even know. Like the whole dynamic was weird. You know, and of course we hated him too, but you know, somehow she had to make it right. And 
you know, so they go away for the weekend, and my sister decides to have a party. All right, now remind I'm reminding you here. All right, there's there were guys from every ilk you can imagine chasing my sister around, so it was really like my sister and like four of her girlfriends and 32 guys. <laughs> right, so we knew that they were going away, so it was the same thing with me. I'm like, yo, party at my house, blah blah blah. My sister's like, whoa, 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 get the fuck out of here with that shit. I'm like, I, she's like, I'm not having you and your loser friends fucking running around here. You know, and I'm like, well, why are you the commander here? Like, like what made you boss to the point that you can? I'm like, what? My brother's the oldest. Why can't he have a party? Why can't, but it's just what it was, you know? So she's like, all right, okay, fine. You can have, you know, friends over, but you 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 can't come out of your room. <laughs> like, whatever. You know, so I, we had the friends over. And we're, you know, we're in a room hanging out and shit. And the next thing you know, it starts getting loud down there. Like it, it's getting loud. Like there's a lot of people in the fucking house and the music's playing and there's all kind of shit going on. So we had this where we lived. We had these neighborhood fucking watch people. You know, it's, it's like being a fucking security guard. You know, like you want to be a cop, but you can't, you know, don't, don't join the neighborhood watch. We're going to clean up this town. Okay. Okay. You know, and, and one of them saw that what the hell was going on and, you know, it was all loud and everything and they called the cops. So the cops come and we, we get taken in <laughs> 11 years old, my first arrest, <laughs> but I got to tell you, man, when I was coming down the stairs and I looked at this fucking joint, all right, I couldn't believe my eyes. I don't know what, I don't know how I forget how this thing came into the fold, but somehow like a 50 pound bag of peanuts got involved. I don't know how that happened. And when I, when I came downstairs and saw it, I'm like, what kind of party is this? Basically, I don't know. Somebody took that 50 pound bag and gave it a German suplex somehow, because there were peanuts from wall to wall, from wall to wall. And and they were all smushed in. And I could not believe how dicked up this place was. when I came downstairs. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, now, not to mention my parents were going to come home to that. And you know what that was going to lead to for me now and us. So they take us in right now. I don't know if any of you ever, ever been in a holding cell before, but it might as well be a fucking walk-in freezer because it's 36 degrees in a goddamn place. You know, it was, I think it was summertime. I had like a shirt and shorts on. I'm fucking freezing my ass off. Now they detained us until they came home. So we had to call the number, you know, we didn't have cell phones back then. We had to call the number of like where they were and get a hold of them and say like, sorry. Yeah, listen, uh, we fucked up, <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you why. I think they were like in the Poconos. They were like two hours away. They took their fucking time getting home because they didn't get home to like five o'clock in the morning. Like we were in that holding cell. I thought I was gonna. It was like I was like Jack in the fucking Titanic. Jack. 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 The fuck, man! It's crazy. You know, so he came home. You know, we had to face the music. You know, but more on the on the other fucking thing. I'll tell you, man. So she keeps on, my mom keeps on doing the bullshit, you know, like every single weekend. I'm like, when, when is this guy going to wake the fuck up? <laughs> People don't work seven days a week 
and and they're not required to travel. Like she was a secretary. <laughs> what the? Where are you going? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where are you going? Oh yeah, I got to go here for work. Get the fuck out of here. You go to the office that you work at for the guy that you work for. And she was getting away with it because this guy was dumb as shit. Could you imagine being that guy? Now here's what happened. All right, this was this was the great getaway. All right. My mom comes home one day, you know, the one day of the week that she was home at that point. And she comes up to me and she's like, we're moving. I'm like, what, what, what do you mean we're moving? She's like, we're moving. I'm, I'm, I'm like, don't tell me with that guy. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I, like, I've had it. I've had it with this. I have had it with this. Do you understand me? Like, you know, it was like from, like I, I told you guys before, like from first through fifth grade, I was in seven different schools. We moved seven times. I'm like, I've had it with this shit. Now I got to go to a, a, a fucking whacked out culture over there and try to fit in. It's bad enough. I had to do it seven times in the first five years of my scholastic career. Now I got to do it in this fucking, I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. You know, but you don't have a choice. You know, when the parents say you're moving, you're moving. What are you going to do? Say no. You know, I didn't have a, a choice. It, it was bittersweet too, because it was like, I was finally, you know, I was finally getting a, a, away from being under this guy's thumb. And that gave me a feeling of euphoria, knowing that I was I was never going to have to see that guy again, you know. And it, and it was you know because like I said, it's you know, like the guy just that guy broke things inside of me that are still broken to these to this day. And I'm not talking about body parts. The guy fucking broke me, you know. And it was great to uh, you know get get to get away from from him. You know, and, uh, you know, so that was great. You know, that was, that was great, but I had to move and I didn't want to do it. You know, I was like, what the fuck, man? You know? So like one day the guy goes on a fucking fishing trip. Could you imagine, could you imagine, all right, being as dumb as this guy, you, your wife is clearly fucking cheating on you. All right. Every goddamn week. And he didn't say a goddamn word. He was quiet as a church mouse. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, and so he, <laughs> so one day my mom, when we're going to move, she brings a moving company in while he's on a fishing trip. <laughs> right now, <laughs> We just picked up and left. Like we just picked up and left. And the guy came home to an empty house with a pile of his clothes on the floor that I aptly took a shit on. <laughs> That's right. I did. Took a pile of his clothes and fucking just pissed all over it and just dropped a deuce right on top of it. And that, well, man, that was one of the best dumps I ever took in my life. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a fucking pillow mint for you there, guy. Thanks for the four years of torture. You know, and I wish I could have done more. You know, like, I don't think like lighting them on fire would have been any good because it probably would have burnt the goddamn house down. But I said, you know, here's, here, this is a close second. I'd be taking a shit on this guy's clothes. And I did that. You know, but it was just like, man, that, so, so the guy comes home to an empty house, no wife, no kids, not that they were his kids, you know, but he came home to like, his life was gone and it was like, and he had a comment on the guy had a comment on, there's no question about it, but I was reluctant to do it because now I had to go move into this freak show, you know, where I was moving to, you know, and, and that was what it was, but you know. I, I and I will say this. I, I I spent some time. See, back then we didn't have the devices available to be able to just find people. You know, like you can find anybody you want in thirty seconds now. It wasn't like that back then. But I, I will say that like there were there were times in my life where I you know where I had campaigns where I was going to go look for this guy. 
you know, once, <laughs> you know, like once I now, now I'm a grown man. Let, let's okay. The, the, the playing field is evened out. You know, I wanted to go looking for this guy, you know, and, and my sister, my brother, you know, everybody like, don't, it's not worth it, man. It's, it's not worth it. But like I said, I'm like, if you understand, you know, when you, when you have somebody like when you have a human that has caused fucking psychological damage, all right, it, that never lets get it. Like I said, he broke things inside of me that just aren't fixed. And I wanted to go break him, you know, like that was, that was, that was my motive. And, 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 and I don't know. I don't know what would happen if I found a guy, but, but what I'm saying is you can't just let it go. When people say, I'll let it go. It, you can't, you just can't. It's, it's, it stays with you. Like even years after the fact, you know, a lot of it's still with me right now. And, and it's, you know, I had, I had times where I wanted to go find a guy. Now he's dead. Thank God. And he died young. Like, I I don't know how, I think he was like 59. And this was a while ago. Like my brother somehow, like, I don't know, I guess he looked him up and there was an obituary and and it was him and he he was, he had some kind of cancer, you know, which he had coming to him, quite frankly, karma's a bitch (laughs) And, and it's a real thing, you know? So thank God that went down the way that it did because I, you know, if, if I would have found him, I'd be, I'd be in a fucking jail cell somewhere. You know, but that's, well, <laughs> happy birthday to my sister. I, <laughs> God. I was just saying, you know, like I, I figured, you know, what can I talk about with her, you know, and and we were just, you know, that, that, that party popped into my head somehow. And I figured I had to say something about her since it was her birthday and I went down a, a depressing fucking rabbit hole. So sorry about that. <laughs> All right, let's get to the funny. <laughs> okay. I think it was the, and it wasn't the first one. I know that for a fact, but the, I think it was the second one. If not, it was the third one. The, the get off my lawn segment on this show. It, it's in the first five episodes. I just don't know which one. And it was when I, it, <laughs> it was when I was talking about vegans. And I, you know, that was, you know, a hundred and some episodes ago. So I'll give you a quick refresher on what that was. I was basically ripping vegans because they, you know, it's like an 800 pound gorilla in the room where, you know, when you have a group of friends, you know, you got a group of six friends, you're all going out to dinner and like the vegan person's coming. You got to cater to the vegan, you know, you got to get a guy go to the vegan restaurant like we, or, or salad works, you know, so it was one of those things. Like we got to cater to them, and then, and then, even if you do not go to a vegan restaurant, like let's just say you go to a regular restaurant, well, I'll, I'll find something on the menu. It's okay. You know, even then, if you're eating chicken or fucking steak, you're feeling guilty the whole time. You're, you you think they're staring lasers into you. You know what I'm saying? And then they always try to push their shit onto you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, eat this sponge. It's delicious. It tastes just like chicken. <laughs> I'm like, no, it does not. It tastes like chicken because you put hot sauce on the goddamn thing. You know, to this day, they're they're still they're still trying to convince themselves that cauliflower is meat, and it's like it's not, <laughs> it's not. Cauliflower also all, all of a sudden became this Swiss Army knife of a fucking food. You know, I, I was never a cauliflower fan. You know, I don't give a shit what you put on it. I ain't eating a goddamn shit. You know, it just it, it looks like genital warts. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Why people go nuts over it. You know, but I was basically saying, you know, like, okay, if you want to be vegan, that's fine. 
All right. And, and some people will try to peddle their agenda onto you and some won't. Like my sister does not do that. She's not going to sit there and tell you, you need to be vegan. She's going to do her thing and she stays in her lane. But there's a lot of these people, all right, and I, and, and I, you know, I played a video one time of these protesters, you know, yelling at a guy for eating a fucking kebab on the on the fucking street, and much like them in any kind of like uber liberal argument, the only thing they can do is name call because they got no real facts. They just, you know, you fucking, you eat your small dick, you know, like and she said it like three times. Okay, it's like okay, I I, I eat meat and have a small dick. Okay, I got a small dick. If that's your argument, but I was basically saying in that get off my lawn segment that if, if you decide to go vegan, you better be sure about it. <laughs> you know, there's no take backsies on the veganism. There's just not It's because here's the thing. When most people do cross over and they become vegans, then they, then they, then they have, they have a cause that they get, they got to tell everybody about, you know? And, and it's like, you better not come back because shit's going to get weird <laughs> if it does. Shit's going to be a little bit awkward. You know, when, when we've, we've compromised every time we went out to dinner to go to like your restaurant or something that's going to you know, appeal to you. And then we felt guilty while we ate meat all this time. And now we're going to go out to dinner, like on a random Thursday and you're going to, you're going to get a porterhouse and you're just going to rip right into that in front of us <laughs> after we sat there and ate in shame in front of you for how many years you better be sure. All right. Cause the fact of the matter is the grass is not greener on the other side. All right. As long as you water your own grass. You know what I'm saying? Now, the way I see it is this. Is it a shame that, that that animals, you know, are slaughtered and all that kind of stuff? Of course it is. All right? And there's no bigger animal lover than me. All right? I'm an animal lover. All right? But there is a food chain. Okay? And uh, unfortunately, we are in that food chain. And animals are lower on the food chain than us. So, I, I the way I see it is I have, I have a choice. And my choice is to eat sponges for the rest of my life and just not enjoy anything and, and, and pour, you know, <laughs> pour hot sauce on fucking cauliflower and call it wings and try to fool myself into doing that. Or I could just eat delicious food. <laughs> I went with the latter. It was just my choice. I'm higher on the food chain. Hence, I have to do this for the betterment of my life. Now, Again, I, like I said, it's a shame. It is, you know, but again, I said this before, when you think about, you know, like chicken, there's more chickens than humans on this earth. All right. We can spare them. Okay. It's, it's okay. I mean, Christ, go to Chicago. Shit, here in Philly, go anywhere. What's the death toll on the weekend now that crime is, you know, 476% better than it was three years ago? People are dying left and right. We're killing humans more than we're killing chickens and cows. All right, let's worry about that. And I'll continue to eat. But this is this is happening a lot sooner than I thought it would. <laughs> All right, because I have a few people right now that I know that are vegans and they're no, then they're no longer vegans. Now here's the thing. All right, they don't come out of the closet <laughs> as like, hey, I'm a meat eater again. They just kind of just like slowly. <laughs> <laughs> they, they slowly get themselves back into the fold without telling anybody and they won't just come right out and order a fucking ribeye you know they won't come out and order the old 96er from the great outdoors they do it subtly like it's, it's almost like subliminal it's almost like you know people who 
pay attention to like mainstream media and like social media, they're not going to sit there and like flip a hundred percent one day. They're going to slowly condition you to the point where you don't even know you're being conditioned. And the next thing you know, you're talk you're a talking piece for them, and you don't even know it. All right, this is exactly what they do to cross back over. Right, like they'll start doing small shit. Like they'll have mayonnaise on their sandwich, and they'll be like, "Yeah, <laughs> like wait." I, Hold on a second. Wait, time out. Aren't there eggs in mayonnaise? You're not allowed to do that. You can't do that. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll they'll start. You know, I'll put butter on my toes. But no, you can't. You can't. That's from a cow. You can't have butter. We don't. Then they, they they graduate to cheese. They're not going to go right to a fucking steak, but they do it, and it's happening now. And my one buddy, he like, he never preached about it. He he did it more like he, the guy's a health nut. And he, you know, he, he lifts, he, this, this guy's weird as shit. He goes to the gym like four times a day and he, he got to a point. He's like, dude, I, I, he's like, the reason why is because I knew I needed like real protein because I was, uh, he's like, I was working out all the time. He's like, but I felt like shit. I had no energy. I, I, you know, he's like, I looked sick. And I was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> you know, if you're going to out yourself, yeah, dude, you still look like you had AIDS. You know, and, and he just couldn't do it anymore. So he, you know, he started eating meat again. And I, I'm start, I'm starting to see certain people cross over. You know, like I said, little little baby steps. You know, coming back from being a vegan. You know, <laughs> it's just funny to me. It's funny to me. And like I said, like certain things happen faster than I think they're going to happen. And and I'll give you a few instances here. Okay. Didn't I say, and I said this when I talked about Tom Hanks, I told you that the, the, this AI thing is getting, it's way past out of control already, and, and we're like the infantile stages of it. I know I, it's been around for a while, but like now we're at that that peak, you know, where shit's going to, where we're just going to lose control of it. All right, but it's happening. I, I was like, like people are going to start using politicians. They're going to start using things and say, this guy said this and that guy said that. You have no idea. What a slippery slope that is and how dangerous this really is. This is so fucking dangerous, it's not even funny. And and everybody's embracing it. Like, oh, it's fucking great. Yeah, it's great. Well, guess what? How about this? All right? You don't think AI is going to fuck us up? It's already taking our jobs at my in my company. That's right. Our, our, our entire website writing team, is they're, they're being axed because AI is going to start writing our websites. And and it's so stupid because, like, we basically – it's so dumb – I'll give you a quick synopsis. If if we have like a guy who brings his own website and he's just going to go into our website platform and he wants the content from his website, we would basically just put on our form for our copyright team like, okay, here's the link to this page. Here's the link to that page. And we would just put the link in there. Well, we can't do that anymore because AI's got to pick something up. So now we got to basically write entire pages of websites so they can put it into their system and whatever the fuck. But what I'm trying to say is it's taking our jobs already. And that was the first thing that they said. They're like, oh, don't worry about AI replacing humans. It's not going to happen. Yes, in the fuck it is. And it's going to happen fast. Dangerous, man. Dangerous slope this is. All right, I'm going to play a couple clips. All right, well, I, <laughs> this one I don't mind at all. You know, because it's, it's, it's fucking Joe Biden. All right, but check this one out. It's already happening. AI devices are being used to deceive people. Deep fakes. So anyway, I just want everyone to know that I'm a corrupt piece of shit. Fuck Joe Biden and bring back Trump. 
<laughs> that was pretty funny. But I'm just saying, like, you kind of see where this is headed. Especially with an election year coming up. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? You know, because, and this, here's what's bothering me. Okay. Now, I hope everybody went out and voted on Tuesday. Okay. I hope you did because, you know, voting is getting more important by the, by the hour <laughs> at this point. Okay. But like the one thing I can't stand, I just cannot stand this is, to, is the fucking commercials that you got to see, you know, like, and, and it's never, ever, ever fucking good things that the person is going to do. It's, it's just basically lambasting the other guy. You know, vote for me because this other guy's a racist fucking pig who just womanizes people and, and, and you know, he killed a dog, you know, <laughs> like it's everything about the other guy that's bad. That's why you should vote for that guy. You know, that's why it was so great when Jim Jeffries talked about like God, <laughs> he was basically debunk- debunking that whole thing. You know, he's like, but if it was real. You know, he was like, usually the guy that's talking shit about the other guy, like he's not, he's not a stand-up guy, you know, like he'd like to get his message across. He's like, now the last I checked, you know, Satan didn't come out with a book. (laughs) God came out with a book and basically ripped that guy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. It's always what the other guy did. But what's really getting me mad though is like, have you seen this lately when you're watching like football games? You know, and they play these Joe Biden commercials about what a great president he is. And it's like, are you? Do you really think that we we're buying this? <laughs> we're broke. We're fucking broke. You know, you know. There's there's millions of immigrants pouring in on a daily basis. You know, oh, is we gonna sit here for the next year and listen to this shit? Well, you know what? Not to go down a political rabbit hole, but I'm just gonna say right now, okay? There is no way in hell. There's no fucking way in hell Joe Biden's going to be on that ticket next year. That I can promise you, okay? He's running against – the guy that's running for the Democratic Party is either going to be Gavin Newsom or Michael Obama. Oh, I'm sorry, Michelle Obama with her penis. (laughs) I guarantee there's no way Joe Biden's going to be on that ticket. You know, and I can't. I hope that when, it, however, it happens, I hope it happens soon because I'm tired of seeing these commercials about how great of a guy he is. Meanwhile, right now, their subpoenas going out to Hunter and some other family members for checks that they found of payments for like fucking four hundred thousand dollars, forty thousand to Joe Biden. Where'd that come from? I don't know. <laughs> fucking corrupt piece of shit. But it's bad, man. It's bad. Jim Harbaugh. All right. Now, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach for the Eagles under Andy Reid. Now he's the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. Damn fine coach he is indeed, by the way. Jim Harbaugh was a quarterback in the NFL, and now he's the he used to coach the San Francisco 49ers, and now he's the head coach of the Michigan uh, the Michigan Wolverines. And you know, again, in his own right, very good coach. All right, something happened. They, it was it was a Houston Astros situation where like they got caught cheating somehow. Right now, here's Jim Harbaugh at the podium. All right, and he's just talking, but AI got you know somebody got a hold of it and did some AI shit, and and this is what it produced. Thank you everyone for coming and allowing me to address this. The rumors are true. We have been scouting some other teams, but how was I supposed to know that was illegal? We Michigan men do anything we can to get ahead, even if it may seem dirty. I'd like to remind you all that in spite of recent minor success, I am still 
one and six in bowl games and two and five against the Ohio State University. I'm just doing what I can to drag this sorry program out of the mud. This right here, okay, what you're witnessing right now is the beginning of the end of humanity. Everybody wanted the Jetsons. Everybody wanted that life, and it's not. I'm telling you. Oh, God. I I could scream this from the mountaintops. This is not a good idea. Look what the smartphone has done to us as a a people. (laughs) You don't think that AI is going to be exponentially, exponentially. (laughs) It's going to be exponentially worse. And it's going to get bad quick. All right, algorithms, it's the most dangerous thing. I've said this a million times. I got to scream. You don't want to go down this road. Wait until, like I said, 2024 is going to be the craziest year we've ever seen. But now AI is going to get thrown into the fold. This is going to be like fucking buckle in. (laughs) This is going to be crazy. This is going to be absolutely nuts fucking smart cities and smart pay and all this shit you walk in to a supermarket and you don't have to pay it's it recognizes you Ugh, this, this ain't good man <laughs> this ain't fucking good you know I, i've said that millions of times before of like how you know kids get phones early and look how dumb they are today you know the 18 to 25 to get off my lawn generation for me anyway get the fuck off my lawn you know think about it you know, like that was a cell phone. Like these, these are humans that have the option to to go on these things or not. And look what it, look what it's done. Look at the stupidity that it has produced, and the mental health issues and all the other bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on at the airport, by the way? All these reels that I see. I, yeah. <laughs> I always see people on planes flipping the fuck out. What's up with that? Everybody. And I'm talking about like, the, when, when did we get into this arena of grown people throwing tantrums like four-year-olds? What is this? Or, or just flat out like buffoonery. This, all right, this wasn't even in an airplane. This was at the airport. All right, a guy. The, now there was there was hundreds of people around. Hundreds, hundreds of people around. Now, if you remember me telling you about that guy that walked into the Wawa singing Kryptonite by Three Doors Down, screaming it like it was like it was the hottest thing ever. Like it came out yesterday. What's with these people? This guy's in the goddamn in the airport, and and this is this is what broke out. Listen to this. Come take my hand, this world together, all through the storm. Everybody, come take my hand, this world will rock together. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to take a
this way. I'm coming out of my cage. This is what smartphones have produced. This. <laughs> and you think AI is good for us. <laughs> and at the end, yes, you did hear that right. The, the guy fucking threw his sunglasses on the ground and stomped on them and then proceeded to smash his cell phone into smithereens. We're going to have to create like a whole new job, like a whole new, like you got to be a handler for people like this. People got to, you can't let these people out into the world alone. <laughs> oh God. Think about it. Think about it, man. Smart. I, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. Speaking of cell phones, <laughs> this is the fucking funniest thing ever. I, I got to be honest with you, man. I I am not looking forward to like the latest part of life. Like I'm not looking forward to like being in my seventies or my six, even my late sixties. I'm not like I can already see where it, where it's going to go. And I, it's oh my god. <laughs> I was in the Wawa the other day, right? <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting for my fucking food. I was sitting there waiting, right? And and then and, and 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 this this couple walked in. God bless them. They were they had to be 70, 75, somewhere around there, right? And, and they walk up to this goddamn screen, right? And it's just like Anytime, anytime that you get like an old person like that around technology, it, it, it looks like a, like a three-year-old trying to play perfection. Remember that game perfection? <laughs> you just stick the shapes in the fucking holes before the time fucking expired. Like technology to them, it's like, you can see that like the, the text bubble above their head, like with just a bunch of symbols, like Qbert, you know, like they don't know what the, they, like, they can't process it. And that's why I'm not looking forward to it, right? So, oh, they go to the touch screen to start ordering. This is a masterpiece. They, <laughs> they, they click the screen, and then, like now, now the lady's like, well, hold, on, hold on a second, hold on a second, before we go in, hold on. She goes in, she's going to go into her purse, she gets out her glasses. They put the fucking glasses on, and this guy is looking befuddled at this screen, like, what the fuck do you do with this thing? <laughs> it's fucking great, right? So they're sitting there explaining to each other. Okay, so I, I you you tell them that you want dinner. And you hit that, and you do this, and you do that, right? And they're they're navigating. God bless them through this thing. It was it was one of the funniest things I've ever watched. But now here's where the monkey wrench gets thrown in. The the guy's phone starts ringing. Okay, now that's the other part of me not looking forward to being seventy. I've told you guys a million times on this show that I haven't had my ringer on since two thousand and nine. Okay. Which is kind of fucked up because, like, if somebody has an emergency and needs to call me at three o'clock in the morning, I ain't getting that till I wake up. But then again, I, I'm 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 a single guy with no family, so I, I, who's going to call me at three o'clock in the morning? Don't have their own fucking people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <sighs> Shit. But so the guy, it, it's 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 the old school, you know, rotary phone classic ring. You know, and 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 it's it's on hearing aid level like it was you could have heard that from a mile away okay 
And now he's he's got to take a pause from from this, you know, from the from the SATs ordering a sandwich at Wawa to go and look look for his phone, not just answer it. He's got to find it first. The thing is ringing louder than uh, you know. <laughs> like that could that could warn an entire area that a hurricane's coming. And he's reaching in all the wrong pockets. I don't know where it is. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> Are we really this? Do we? Is this what happens? If that's the case, I want to check out in about five years. You know, and then he answers, ah, oh, hello. He's walking off, like bumping into people. Because again, once they get on the phone, not just them, I'm talking about everybody. I said this before, when you get on the phone in public, your brain just goes away. Like you have no awareness of anything. He's bumping into chip racks. So I got to call you back. We're, we're on the computer. Fuck, <laughs> okay. Go finish ordering your shit. She's like, Henry, get back here. What do you want? It's <laughs> like, oh my Jesus. Is this what I have to look forward to? Send help. Hopefully they have some sort of wonder drug, you know? God, I, I, want, I want to live like George Carlin. I want to do the Benjamin Button thing. You know, it's just better that way. You live backwards. You start like that. You're, I mean, you're already shitting in diapers anyway. You know, and then by the time you go backwards in life and you start getting younger and younger, looking better and better and better until your time that you're a little baby. And then you end your life as an orgasm. How great would that be? Because <laughs> you know? I ain't looking forward to getting old and senile and shit, man. I, I'm just not. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. I guarantee it. I'm going to be that guy that's sitting by the Wawa trash. You got any spare change? <laughs> you fucking kids. <laughs> I'm doing it already. Well, I'm not begging for change at Wawa yet, but <laughs> you fucking kids. Craziness, I tell you. Into the new arena of the C-Rod podcast. We're now 40 minutes in, and I'm, I'm 20 minutes past up against a break, as I normally do every week. More work for me, more fun for you. Get off my lawn. That's fucked up. What did I have for... Oh, I had somebody in mind. Oh, man, for what an asshole. I, I, I knew what it was last night. I'll figure it out. You don't have to worry about that. All you have to do is worry about keeping it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Back after this. Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. 
And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Back on more of the C-Rod podcast, I figured I'd come in, you know, give give Wham, while well, this was actually George Michael's solo career, give him a little double shot, because I was, I was a fan. And this this song, I mean, this is when he, he was really starting to come unraveled. <laughs> Old Georgie, poor guy. I mean, like, he, he got so bad, he's like, I don't even want to sing about women anymore. Fuck it, I'm just going to sing about a monkey. <laughs> was the monkey a metaphor, George? I don't know. But I do know. Is you're singing about a monkey <laughs> he just said fuck it like like do you love your monkey or do you love me is are, is that a metaphor for a guy who loves another guy but you just inserted the word monkey because you got tired of the word woman <laughs> or, or whatever it was i don't know so now again this is usually food time, and even if I'm not sharing a recipe, I got I got to talk about something that you ingest. Now, there's a few things here before I do get started because this has to do with a restaurant. I got to be honest with you, man. I, I really, I truly believe that my dad is up there guiding me. Like I, I really do because the weirdest thing fucking happened. Okay, the weirdest thing happened at work on Friday. I, I could not believe it when this happened. Okay. I get a call in the queue, okay? And here's what happens. When you, when you like, there's a little pain, you know, that I, I was telling you guys about before where it tells you where you are in the queue or if you have to make any outbound calls. Everything is done through that pain. So when a consultation comes in, it'll, it'll you know, basically just pop up on the screen and then like a red, you know, the, like the green phone or the red thing, like if you want to take it or decline it, which you can't decline it, but the business name is right there. And I, when I looked at it, you know, I have clients all over the country. You know, it does, like the call could come from Wisconsin. The call could come from New Mexico. It, it, don't, it doesn't matter. You know, and for, for some reason, like the last five consultations I've had have been right here, like right in, in the Philadelphia area. Well, the, the other one was in PA, but it was in Pittsburgh. So I see the business name come up and I, I lost my shit. 
it said Fisher's Ben Salem. And I went, oh, my God. Now, now if anybody who doesn't know Fisher, that, that place is an institution in Ben Salem. It's been around for 50 years. You know, it's like a banquet hall slash restaurant. And in the, in the, you know, in the mid eighties had this club called club Atlantis. And my dad lived there rent free for the better part of the mid eighties. <laughs> now you got to keep in mind, this was like right in Scarface time, you know, <laughs> you know, there was nobody that was going to a club that wasn't doing cocaine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I, 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 I immediately, I immediately, like the sales rep gets on the phone and the guy gets on the phone. I'm like, you guys ain't going to believe this. I'm like, my, my fucking dad, this was like a, a, a temple to him. What are the chances of, first of all, our company selling something to, to, to them? And two, what are the chances of me just happening to be next in line in the queue when that call came in? I truly believe my dad wanted me to get that fucking, I swear to God. I was like, I could, it now might not seem weird to you or, you know, even relevant, but it, you have no idea when I saw it, you know, and they were on the other end. Like they heard me. They're like, man, you, you, you got some emotion in here. You know, I'm like, I know I do. And the owner was a fucking great guy. He remembered my dad. Cause I told him, I'm like, he had this black club Atlantis. He had a jacket. My dad had a jacket. That said Club Atlantis on the back. And it was like, you know, remember, remember back in the mid 80s when I was telling you about his friend, Sam Adams, the guy had the Century 21 jacket. It was like, I forget what the material was, but it was like a starter jacket. You remember the starter jackets? And they had like that that vinyl or whatever the fuck that material was. And they would like, you, in, in, like right by the boob, you would get like your name printed on there. He had that and he had his thing. He's like, I remember that guy. <laughs> he was like, he was in here all the time. I was like, what the fuck are the chances of that? It was absolutely crazy. unbelievable it really I, could, I couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it first of all 50 states second of all you know pennsylvania third of all ben salem fourth of all a place that my dad went to fifth of all me being next in line to take that call absolutely blew my mind Now, I saw a reel the other the other day, and I quite frankly I almost threw up. You guys know me; I'm a sucker for a nostalgic beverage, and in, in, in just two short weeks, I'm going to go to that place that my friend Amy told me to go to. Like I'm looking forward to it. I mean, like a little kid in a candy store, but I'm an adult in a soda store. It's a little; it's not even really different. I was going to pick up some sausage from that place. I get my sausage. Right, and in the, in the soda case, right, it is soda, you know, iced tea, water, all that shit. Right, and I look, and there's one little slot that didn't have like the uniform bottle like everything else did, but there was something in there, and I didn't know what it was. They had Capri Suns. All right, now I, the Capri Sun to me was a bougie thing. We 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 really didn't get that. We you know, we really didn't get too bougie to get Capri Sun. If you got it every now and again, you either had it at a friend's house or it was a fucking rare occasion that we had them in a, in a thing. And I loved them fucking things, man. I loved them. I loved Capri Suns. And I even loved the pain in the fucking dick it was to get that goddamn straw in a fucking who puts their drink in a bag? That was a pain in the dick, but I loved every minute of it because I knew that there was a treasure right underneath it. Like, oh, my God. And I felt like I was standing on oil. <laughs> you know you know how much oil is beneath my feet right now, and I'm the only one who can get to it. 
Anybody who knows that movie, it was a famous Daniel Plainview in one of the best fucking movies ever. There will be blood. With, in my opinion, the greatest actor to ever do it was Daniel Day-Lewis. And I, I, I'm telling you, man, you got to watch that movie. That movie was fucking great. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> oh, he's fucking great, man. <laughs> he was fucking great. So I see a reel the other day, and it, and it was a lady. And I've heard this. I, I was hearing, like, rumblings of it. That Capri Sun is basically giving you straight garbage. You ever hear anything about this? I never physically saw it, but people were saying, like, yo, there's poison in those fucking things. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? I am, I'm not kidding. And if anybody wants the reel, I can send it to you. This woman opens up a Capri Sun, and it wasn't it wasn't like it was a predetermined thing, you know, because the thing was sealed, it was open. It wasn't like it was a you know, a deep fake or anything like that. She takes the straw, she's fucking around with the hole, taking a minute to do it, and then she she goes and pokes the hole in the thing, and then she proceeds to go pour it out into the sink to prove this point. Now I don't know what flavor it was, all right, but there's no Capri Sun that that had a clear color to it. They were all, you know, it was fruit punch or, you know, tropical or whatever the fuck. And she went to go dump this thing out in the goddamn sink. And I, I, I nearly lost my shit. It was clear. The whole thing was clear, right, by the way. And she was basically squeezing it out. And all these little, like, black little things were, like, shooting out of it. It almost looked like she was emptying a bong. I was like, ah! I, I, oh, For those of you who don't smoke weed, <laughs> you know, like, you know, for those who do, it was like, you know, when you're cleaning a bowl, like those little res, little, little dots, they were all over. It was clear liquid. I'm like, how the fuck are they even getting away with this? To which I replied to myself, thank God, because I had already had, I think I had Sprite. I've been drinking a lot of, a, a lot of, you know, if, instead of a Coke Zero, I've been doing like Sprite lately. I don't know. Like, God, getting older is just weird, <laughs> you know? Going for like the old lemon lime soda. I was usually a Coke guy, like exclusively, but I don't know what's wrong with me. But I said to myself, I'm like, thank God, <laughs> you know, thank God that I didn't grab a Capri Sun that night when I got to Sausage. And I would have had no idea I'm drinking bong water because I ain't going to dump it out. You know, I'm just going to put the straw in there and then that's it. Stay away. From the Capri Sun. If you have kids, or, you know, or young kids, you want to look at Capri Sun, don't, don't fucking do it. It's important. When you eat at my restaurant, you never order BLT. You must trust me. Stay away from BLT. And it was actually very upsetting to me because, I used, like I said, I used to love those things. It was like, you know, who sells their drinks in a bag? Well, that's fun, but it's not because you got to get that fucking straw in there. But they were delicious. Delicious. Oh, man, it, it's so bad when you find out, like, you know, things from your childhood were just a hoax. Just absolutely nuts. You know. You know another thing that was bougie? <laughs> it was like food. <sighs> Do you remember, like, the the tin can? And I even think it was Entenmann's. If it wasn't, I um, I, I apologize. But it was the tin can of those bougie-ass cookies. Remember that fucking things? And how delicious they were? You know, each little style, like they had the one that was like shaped like a pretzel. It was like, you know, sprinkled with real cane sugar on top of it. You know, all little different shapes and textures, and they were all fucking delicious. You remember them cookies? 
and each kind came in its own little cupcake fucking sleeve. You open that thing and it was like heaven. The only problem was, again, we weren't bougie. We didn't have bougie shit. You know, <laughs> you know, you would have it in your house. It was a completely different thing. It was used for a completely different thing other than storing fucking cookies. That I can promise you. You know, I, I was going over to friends' houses. You know what I'm saying? And like, and they they would pull the can out. They got to they got to take the lid off. And there's cookies in the. Fu- I'm like, what? Wait, hold on. I'm like, why are there cookies in the, in the sewing kit? <laughs> why are there cookies in the hardware can? Because we used it for completely different shit. I don't even know where they got the goddamn can. They probably had it, stole it from a fucking friend's house and brought it home. So I'm going to put some hardware in that fucking thing. I couldn't believe it, man. I, I really couldn't. I'm like, holy shit, dude. There, there was actually cookies in that once. <laughs> You know, because like I said, we we picked it up. and there, there was anything but cookies were in that goddamn thing. And once I discovered that, anytime I saw that, I'm like, maybe there's cookies in there. <laughs> it was, it's almost like that bit. Fucking dude. One of the greatest cutaways in Family Guy history was the time they, they had fucking, they had Cookie Monster like in rehab. <laughs> And he's got the fucking cookie dough on a spoon, and he's fucking lighting a spoon like a heroin addict. And then, and then, like the people come in, like the you know the, the people from the rehab come in, and they they bust them. And like, what, what cookie monster? What is that? He's like, I don't know. And they're like, what is that dough? How, wh- wh- how did it get here? I don't know how it got there. <laughs> and then they fuck, they go to give him like a sedation shot. Lock it. He's like, you guys are fucking Nazis, man. You're fucking Nazis. <laughs> it's fucking so funny. It was so fucking funny. Oh my god, yeah, but the you know, and here's another one, the fucking Charles Chips and the Charles Pretzels. Remember that shit and Charles Cookies? That can was even bigger. It was held, it was holding much different shit than sewing kits and hardware. You could drop the goddamn transmission in that thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we never had those cookies in my house. It was always used for something else. Here's a quick one because I saw it. Somebody posted on Facebook the other day, and I, I'll never—I can't understand why people say this. But do you ever see somebody that like they go to a birthday party, or they go to like a sporting event, or they go somewhere like that, like a little social fucking thing? And then when they go to post their 77 pictures about it, that they, they got to give you like their little description. What is with the people that say shit was a success? Like, oh, Dave's party was a great success as opposed to what? <laughs> like, did somebody come like, is it a success no matter what happens unless some guy comes in with a fucking shoe bomb? <laughs> And takes the whole party out. How? What defines a party being a, a success? Oh, the Sixers game was a success, as opposed to what? <laughs> oh, you know, we we were in the first row in the second in the second section there in the upper section, and and, and Johnny just fell off and plummeted to his death. What defines a fucking success in in a situation like that? The party was a huge success. What, nobody got into a fight 
You know, nobody nobody just had a stroke and just ended the whole goddamn thing. How how, how do you aspire to make a party a success or a fucking sporting event or whatever or whatever the event is? It was a big success. Like what the fuck? No. Like a 30-year fucking career and a pension. Like that's success. <laughs> I don't understand the people that do it. I just don't. <sighs> Me and words. As you guys know, I, I I truly believe, especially now that I'm learning Spanish, I truly believe that the English language is the dumbest language that that, that there is. Because, well, uh, I'll rephrase. Because Spanish is pretty goofy. It, it really is. Like, there's certain things that just don't make sense, and I'm not going to go into explaining it. But, like, it doesn't make sense. But it's not as dumb as English is. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain shit that we use you know, it's the same word to, to do two different things, you know, and then, and then the way they're spelled, if you put a different letter on it and spell it the same way, it's pronounced completely different. None of it makes any sense. Like think of the word bow, like a bow and arrow, like B O W. All right. Put, put an N instead of the B for bow. It becomes now. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, you know why is it why is it not if it's bow then why is no n o w is is not it's now it's not no the word no doesn't have a w on it it's just n o but then the word no if you know something now we get a k involved what the what the fuck are we doing and how did this come up you know i talked about this last week about how how were words invented they, they didn't do too well <laughs> when they did this you know like the word lead Oh, he's going to lead his team onto the field. But it's also a medal. Lead. What? <laughs> Say the same exact thing with the word read. Yeah, did you read that? Yeah, I read it. Same fucking word. But the color red is R-E-D. What? <laughs> My least favorite element out there is the wind, right? Well, okay. The wind's blowing. It's windy today. All right, what, what do you do with a watch? You, you wind it, W-I-N-D, same fucking thing. <sighs> Tear. Oh, these, oh man, that, that, that just brought a tear to my eye. By the way, when I was telling you that thing, you know, I was talking about that guy on, you know, on the other side there. I did. I, I, I don't know if you guys noticed. I got a little choked up. But, you know, yeah, there's a tear. There's a tear. Oh, look, there's tears in his eyes. Right, you take a piece of paper and you tear it. <laughs> you couldn't come up with another another word or another spelling because there's tear, like you tear it, right? But then if you have something that's like a container and you got to weigh it with the contents in it, if you take the weight out of it, all right, what do they call that? They call it the tear weight. That's T-A-R-E, tear. Why is it not tear? What? <laughs> Oh man, what else? What, what else do I got? Uh, again, then we get into like spellings. Why? Why is it spelled that way? Like, like I talk about the Q all the time in my work. The word Q is the letter Q. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why is it Q U E U E Q E U E? It's just Q. Just put the letter Q. 
I'm going to have to reinvent the English language because, like, we, quite frankly, we fucked up. Is it an object or do you object? Is it a subject or is he subjected to... Oh, my God. I'm just not going to get it. I just... And, and, and then there's certain things that you spell it. It's like, how do you even spell it? Like, how do you make it make sense? Because it's going to be like the shit for other words. Me and my friend Guppy used to used to say this word all the time. We used to say the word toots. You know, like it's, it's you know, a way to, it was, I don't know if you even call it a term of endearment for a woman, but you did. Hey, how you doing there, toots? How you spell toots? It ain't T-O-O-T-S. That's, that's toots. You can't say like T-U-T-Z. That's tuts. It's just like uts is potato chips. Uts. Can't say tuts. How you say, how you spell tuts? I was dating this girl for a cup of coffee about 10 years ago. And her, her, <clears throat> the shortening of her name, she called herself Lise. And I'm like, well, you don't, you don't want to spell that like, you know, like you're, you're renting an apartment. You're like, oh, my name's Lise. It just doesn't look right. And her and I probably spent a week <laughs> to like how to really spell it. How do you spell that? I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. And I'm telling you right now, as sure as I am sitting here, there are thousands more examples. I just wanted to give you a few just to let you know. You know, like what, <laughs> you know, like the word comb, C-O-M-B, right? Comb. But if you take the C off and you put a B on it, it becomes bomb. Why is it not bomb? If you put a W on it, it becomes womb. Why is it not wom or womb? Like comb. Explain it to me, please. <laughs> I'll just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Speaking of cues, <laughs> I told you guys before, my, my, my corporate office, man, like the people that are in the same position as me, I, I have never, honestly, I swear to God, I have never seen a bigger group of children in my life. These people are babies, okay? They're babies. You know, and, and they do the least amount of shit, but they, they talk the most in that chat. I don't go in that chat for nothing. I really don't. Only to let people know, like, oh, I, I'm going to a late lunch because I had a call that bled into my, my scheduled lunchtime. Shit like that, just to let you know where I am. That's it. All these other people with their dumb shit. And, you know, it's... Right? Now, this is one girl. There's one girl in there, okay? And, and like I said, you're supposed to be in that fucking queue all day unless you're on break or lunch or on a call. You know? And, there, and, and I, I told you guys there's violent offenders at this. There's this one fucking bitch. She looks like a frog. Right? And, and she's, she's in. You're supposed to be in with your break and your lunch and shit like that. That's an hour. You know, two 15-minute breaks, half-hour lunch. You got seven hours you're supposed to be in that queue, or I should say seven and a half. No, seven. Seven hours you're supposed to be in that queue. She's in it for, like, one the whole day. And the thing is, is, like, when you're, when you're like, 
say you're like there's seven people in the queue and you're last in line you're seven of seven all right now i can get into like deeper projects if i got to build out a display ad which takes like a half hour i'm not racing the clock as i am if i was like second but it's 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 anxiety because like you know every time you see the the, the number go down because calls are coming in you're like fuck how much time do i got and it's very stressful. Well, she stays out all fucking day because it's like, oh, well, there's no stress. I'll just get all my work done. And then when I get all of my work done for the day, then I'll get in. No, no, no. Don't work that way. And I've been screaming from the mountaintops for months. How is this bitch getting away with this? You know, like what, like what the, like if I, I swear to God, I swear to God on Friday, I am, I am in that entire fucking department. I, I'm the one with the least violations of that. I'm in that fucking queue every minute I'm supposed to be. Okay. And, you know, just just the other day I put in, I got an in, incoming call from like a, a, a client. So I go into the chat and I said like, you know, inbound from a client. Like that's why I'm unavailable. Okay. I was on, the, I was on that call for 26 minutes. I get off of it and I said late break due to, a you know, an incoming call. I'm seven minutes into my break and my, and my, my boss fucking links me. Hey, man, everything all right? Like, where are you? I'm like, you see the fucking chat? And I'm like, and you're you're going to ask me where I'm at when this bitch is, is fucking on, on a milk carton for 36 hours a week? It's really driving me nuts. But the thing is, is when this bitch gets in, okay, when she, like, when she gets to, like, I think I told you guys this before, the most idle time that you have is is the higher you're going to be in that queue and since her idle time is always so fucking high as soon as she jumps in she's at one and then she goes in the chat and cries about it yeah so there's only there's only four people in hurry up and get in there everybody it's like you're not a fucking manager you don't you don't have you know authority to be telling people what to do all right now (laughs) in addition to that okay the excuses of why you're not in that queue that come out of these people is just nuts. Like I said, I will never, the only thing I put in there is like, you know, late lunch because I was on a call or late break because of this. That's it. These people are like putting in excuses that are just like, what did you like? It's almost like, did you look in a full length mirror before you went out? It's one of those situations. It's like, did you think like before you hit enter, did you even like read over that? Like sometimes I'll read emails and I'll write a response back, and I read it seven times before I send it just to make sure I got, like, you know, the right punctuation. I didn't misspell anything. These people are just going in the queue, like, not even thinking of the content of the excuse that they just fucking had. And nine out of ten of them are not excuses that you should make yourself unavailable. Like, I'll be right back. My hamster just farted. What? <laughs> what? You know? I'll be right back. My cat's vomiting. Okay. Deacon vomits almost every day. <laughs> I don't have to, you know, if I'm seventh in line in the queue and I got to go get, a, you know, paper towels and go pick it up, it takes 30 seconds. There's no reason you should be unavailable. And they're just babies, man. Like every time they do something, they got to put it in the thing. Oh, I wipe my own ass. Thumbs up. I wipe my own ass. Me too. I said that to you before. But I saw the excuse from the girl who's never in, and she's she's got excuses for fucking days, and and none of them make any goddamn sense. She's in the uh, she goes into the chat the other day, all right, and she's and again, <laughs> you didn't think this one through. You didn't think before you hit enter of of what the hell this meant. 
She was like fourth in line at the time. And if you're fourth in line, like I said, a call comes in. Sometimes they come in back to back, but it's rare. They come in like every, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. So if there's four people and you're fourth, you got about 40, half hour, 45 minutes to play with. She's fourth in line and she goes unavailable and she goes, BRB going to have a sneeze attack. A sneeze attack? Like, first of all, you're fourth. Sneeze attack, does that take a half hour? B, what constitutes a sneeze attack? Like more than three? Or the regular usually allotted two? Why do we sneeze in twos, by the way? Either way. So, and here's the other thing. How do you know it's coming? Like, it's not like, okay. Because you, you, when you get that tickle of a sneeze, you know the sneeze is coming. All right? But, like, the time... from the time that you feel that little tickle to the time you sneeze is what three seconds by the time you feel it you get the you get the feeling (gasps) again that's it how did you have time to go click into the chat click into what chat you're going into and go brb i'm about to have a sneeze attack you would have sneezed 37 times already the fuck are you talking about One thing I know is it's not going to take a half hour. And she would go unavailable. She went unavailable for 47 minutes. Because I watch that shit like a hawk. Because I want, you know, when, when it's time for me to fucking say shit, like I got ammo. You know what I'm saying? But th- these are a bunch of fucking babies, these, these, these fucking people are. And they're martyrs, like everything about it. It's like, man. My real passion is my hobby. Really? What's that? I work with retards. The, the, just the culture difference from here, the northeast part of the country and the flyover states. That whole middle part of the country is there. You, you, these are fucking, these people are bumpkins. You know, and all the guys are fucking Dilberts. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just, they're just weird. They're weird fucking people. But, you know, it gets frustrating on a daily basis when you got to deal with a fucking daycare in your corporate office. I swear to God, if you if you guys read the shit that goes into that chat every day, you would think we were in fucking kindergarten. I swear to Christ. Oh my God, I'm I'm about to let you guys know one of the, one of the best mic drop moments I, I have ever seen because nowadays you know you can't really you, if you're. Like, Charles Barkley gets away with it. Shaq gets away with it, you know, because they played in the league. You know, but, like, the commentators usually stay in their own lane. Like, they won't rip anybody. They'll just be like, oh, he's really been struggling from three-point lane, you know, whatever it is. You know, but this was one of the greatest mic drop moments of all time. Now, you know, of course, not everybody's a basketball fan. I understand that. But this is this is worth talking about because it was just fucking great. And, you know, if, if you haven't heard, okay, the, the, the James Harden era in Philadelphia is over. Thank God. And I, I you know, and, and me and my buddy Tony were talking about this the other night. He's like, dude, you you were you were right. Because the the, the 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 day that he got traded here, I'm like, they're not gonna win anything with this guy. This guy is a cancer. And yes, he's he's a historical player and he's gonna get in the Hall of Fame, but his style of play is not winning style of basketball. You don't just he stand he would stand there like when he was in his prime he would just stand there and dribble eighteen seconds off the clock and then just do the brother flyby and fly by the guy 
and score. Well, he, he doesn't have that ability anymore. But even when he did have that ability, that's not winning basketball. He's a selfish player, and, and he's quite frankly, he's a selfish person. He's a fucking baby. He, as a matter of fact, he should have been, what, an asshole this week. He very well could have qualified. But, you know, it's it's one of those things. You know, it's like, it's like oh, he was in fucking Houston, you know, living his best life, and it was like, I don't want to play here anymore unless you get me some players in here, man. And you'll hear this all in this in this clip I'm about to play it. All right, but the guy's a fucking cancer, and it's getting to the point where, like, nobody, like, even even though you have talent, nobody wants you. Like, he's going to be playing in China soon. Like, cause it's like the, the 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 jury's out. Like, you know, the story I should say. It's you, you've been exposed. Like, you're you're you are a franchise cancer, and nobody fucking wants you, especially for the money you think you're worth, which you're not. And I always hated this guy. I, I like I've always hated James. The fucking beard. It's just like, listen. Even though the beard is like the male push-up bra, okay? Nobody looks good clean-shaven anymore. You ever notice that? <laughs> Everybody's walking around with a beard. But if you have like a big beard, you know, it, it's like some guys have the face for it and some guys don't. This guy's running around with this fucking thing on his face, this 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 70s fucking porno thing on his face. And it did not, it never, ever looked good. It looked like unkempt and dirty and, and forced and fried egg. I don't, it's just disgusting. I just never liked the guy. I just never liked, I never liked his style of play. I never liked anything. Okay. So now he's asked for his, let me see one. Houston to Brooklyn, Brooklyn to Philly, Philly to Clippers. Yeah. This is his third trade that he's asked for in four years and got traded to the destination he wanted to go to every time. And then found a, a, after they lose, he points the fingers at everybody else and then takes off. The guy's a scumbag. All right. But. There's a guy, Brian Damaris, and he is a, I don't know if he's a play-by-play guy. He's a, he's a commentator for the Dallas Mavericks and, you know, the local, the local guy, right? And he said this about James Harden, and this was the ultimate mic drop because, like I said, this guy's not a former player. Listen to this. This is fucking great. Ask the producer to pipe this into the Clippers locker room. If I can talk to you, James, I hope you're taking notes. I'm telling you in advance, you're welcome for the wisdom I'm about to spew. Because, listen, I get on my knees every night and pray for someone to believe in me like Daryl Borey believed in you. You wanted a certain coach, they brought in Mike D'Antoni. You want to play a certain style, they played it. You wanted Dwight Howard, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. You wanted Chris Paul, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. They brought in your old friend Russell Westbrook. You want to go to Vegas on off days? They looked away. You wanted the team to stay over so you could go out at night? They changed the schedule, and it didn't work. And you know what? You said... I'm going to break up with my Whoopi. Not good enough. I see the bright lights in New York. I want to go there. My old pal, Kevin Durant. It's going to work. The big three. And all after one year, you want it out. You realized, oh my gosh, I took this guy for granted. The guy that believed in me. I went back with Daryl Morey. They traded Ben Simmons for you. How did they pull that off? And you know what? You went there and you got a partner who got the MVP. He won the MVP. And what did you say afterwards? You said... They didn't hand me the reins. You're the point guard. You were holding the reins. And what did you do when you had the reins? You scored nine points in game seven against Boston. You blew a 3-2 series lead. So they co- they fired their coach. Not good enough. You broke up with your guy believing you again. You said, the bright lights of L.A., that's where I want to go. Let's see if that works. Listen, James, have you ever had those friends who had bad roommates? Over and over, they complained about their bad roommates. This guy's terrible. The bad roommate here. They never thought to be self-aware enough that they're the bad roommate. They're the problem. Hey, James, you're the problem. 
<laughs> if this doesn't work this year in this system with this team, then you're going to go and point fingers at everybody else, and you're going to go back home, and you're going to start swiping right for another team, and there's not going to be anybody left. Because, James, you're not the beard. You're not the system. You're the problem. Oh, oh, and the mic drop, Devin. You're goddamn right, the mic drop. That was just two minutes of fucking straight truth. The truth that I knew about that guy from fucking day one. I'm not a bad judge of character, am I? (laughs) I may say so myself, but man, you know, and and here's what's going to happen, okay? Nothing, the Clippers aren't going to win anything, all right, because Kawhi Leonard and Paul George need load management 52 games a year. They're never going to have any real cohesion, and he's he's back with Russell Westbrook for a third time, and it's never worked even when they were in their primes, and now they're on the wrong side of 30. I just love it when I see people that I can't stand and, and like I know something about them and it gets exposed. I'm like, yes, <laughs> finally. But man, what a scumbag he is. I'm, I'm good riddance. Good riddance, you fucking dickhead. I hate my brain sometimes. I really do. And (laughs) sometimes I've told you guys before where I feel like I didn't even really say anything about it. And it ends up in my Instagram reels. Now, the timing on this was impeccable by Instagram because it's just it's this is I'm really starting to, you know, I, I might seek help for this soon. You remember how I told you guys how I was with like songs in my head? And I just can't get rid of them, you know? And and when I say that, I'm talking about like weeks, months, where it's all day, every day. Like it's like playing on a loop in my head. Now, you know, I got, I got, there's a playlist going on up there, (laughs) a whole rotation of songs, but like this one song is dominant every single fucking day. And it's, it's been months. If you remember when I was telling you guys about that bit in that episode, what was the song that was stuck in my head? Now on Instagram, I follow like a few of these like 80s themed pages where, you know, they'll do like Nintendo like gameplay or they'll play like an 80s song and say like things from the 80s or like that you can still smell, you know, and they would show you like, you know, Play-Doh or they'd show you. I don't know. Scratch and sniff stickers. You know, or like a strawberry shirt. It's like something. I like you know, shit like that. Like 80s stuff. Or they'll, they'll just like, you know, they'll have an old 80s TV and they'll, they'll get a like a VCR tape of like Back to the Future and they'll put it in a thing. Shit like that. Right? Well, because I follow those pages when I'm on reels, the other pages like that will, you know, their shit will get in my algorithm. And I'm not going to follow 110 of them because they all do the same thing. All right, but one of them, <laughs> one of them <laughs> is known for playing like old 80s sitcom themes. You know, they'll play like different strokes. It'll play like what's happened. 
or who's the boss, you know, shit like that. Cheers. You know, they'll, they'll do all that stuff. Right. So I'm, I'm scrolling up as I, as I normally do out on the balcony. Right. And I, I just couldn't believe this. I could not believe this. This is what came on. And, and for those who are in the know, you know, if you don't, you don't, like the younger guys aren't going to notice. But this is, this is, as soon as I swiped the fucking thing up and this started playing, I went, I'm in an alternate universe. <laughs> like, how does this fucking, how does this algorithm know what's playing in my brain on a loop for three months now? Here's what it was. Life is such a sweet insanity. The more you learn, the less you know. In the heart of every family, there's a love that starts by letting go. Now, I told you this the other week when it was. All right, I mean, the show was formally called Valerie, and then it became Valerie's family, and then it became the Hogan family. I'd, I'd never seen a sitcom take multiple names like that before you know except for maybe all in the family i forget what all in the family was called though it was called something i forget what it is i'll have to look it up all in the family was called something else in like the first season but that's neither here nor there do they still do that by the way like do they still you know write like those corny like jingles remember i was doing like jingles versus songs last week do they do they still do that for like sitcoms you know what I mean? Like, or and if they do, well, I couldn't even imagine them being any good. <laughs> Just think about that. Some of the shows I already brought up, but then like Family Ties, you know, and and Mr. Belvedere, you know, like all these shows, they, they all had the corny little song, but it, it fit. It was perfect. But my question is this: All right, first of all, what are the chances that that happening? Of a, of a song being in my head and, and from 1985 on a, on a goddamn sitcom and it's been playing on a loop in my head for months and it just happened to show up into my Instagram app. What are, the, what are the odds of that? And and two, how did that song even get into my fucking head? I haven't seen the show since 1987. Not once, not one episode. How the fuck did that pop into my head and stay there? I don't get it. It's time for what an asshole. What an asshole! <laughs> this week's asshole I saw on an, uh, 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 an Instagram reel. Did you ever see those people that get famous, right? And when they first break on the scene, you're, you're like, you, you take a liking to them, and you're like, oh, that person's really cool, man. Like, it's, this is fresh. This is new. Right, and then like they quickly like the, the layers of the onion start getting peeled off, and you're like, that guy's a fucking tool. <laughs> it doesn't take long. I'm like that, man. Like I have love hate relationships with people, with bands, with everything. Most of the people that I like, I've I, I've hated at one time, you know, and some for a very long time. You guys know me. I'm, I'm the people's hater. I hate everybody at some point, <laughs> you know, but. Scott Stapp is this week's asshole. And for those of you who don't know who Scott Stapp is, he is the lead singer for Creed. Now, 
when Creed first burst on the scene, okay, they, they were they they were fucking big. You know, like that first album that they did had like five hits on it, and they had like a they had a sound of their own, even though the, the you know Scott Stapp took on the, the you know the voice of that generation, like that shit. You know, it was it was still good because the guitar player came up with these licks that were like really good. And they just had a nice hard sound, man. Like they were like it was when they came out, I'm like, damn, these guys are good. And when I saw him at Woodstock, you know, he came like I said, they brought out Robbie Krieger from the doors. They played um Riders on the Storm, they played Roadhouse Blues, and Scott Stapp was like there, Robbie Krieger. I'm like, this is fucking cool shit, man. Man, Stapp started to kind of wear out his welcome after one one album. <laughs> He, he got into this thing with Fred Durst, and shame on Fred Durst for this because it, that just shows he's a punk. But they got into a little feud, those two, Fred Durst and, and Scott Stapp. And Scott Stapp came out of nowhere and said, like, yeah, you want a box? A box? <laughs> but I get it. You know, celebrity boxing was a thing back then. Let's get these two in a ring. You know, people pay to see that. And Fred Durst bitched like he never did it, obviously. But it was just like, what the fuck? You books. And that's not even a reason why he's a canoe. This guy is a canoe because he he thinks in his mind, he thinks he's like a Greek god. Like, if you have you ever seen him? Like, you know, he stands up, to, you know, up to a microphone and a thing. He almost like molests himself. Like, it's like he's in love with himself. And he's got a punchable face. He's got a punchable face. But this is what I'll get about Scotty. That's what I don't understand. Now, listen, I understand that vocals, you know, again, being one, I, I, I understand that sometimes in certain songs, words pronounced a certain way, even though it's not really the way it's pronounced, sounds better than what you would normally pronounce it as. I get that. This guy takes it to a whole new level <laughs> because there's words, he's saying words that, like, it, it doesn't even make any sense for you to to kind of <laughs> say that way I'm going to give you two examples here's the first one we're lungs wide open we're lungs wide open we're lungs wide open open what the fuck you know what I mean? Like you, you can change the pronunciation a little bit if you want, but I mean, the, the, the word is O-P-E-N, open. Not O-P-O-N. That's O-P-A-H-N. O-P-O-N. Why don't you just say Grey Poupon? <laughs> With Grey Poupon. <laughs> or I have a coupon. Where did you get that? Like, where did you get that noise, that the O-P-O-N? Where, where did you get that? fucking weirdo <laughs> damn it i i had i had the other one but again this interface just took the it you wouldn't even be able to hear it if i played it but you you know exactly what i'm talking about in the song my sacrifice what <laughs> what is what is the opening line to that song hello my friend we meet all gown all gown how the fuck you even spell that? Oh, gown. 
<laughs> the reason why I thought of that, that this whole thing to begin with, because I saw a reel of him and he was like, I, it looked like he was making a video for the fucking song. that came out 20 years ago. And of course he had a shirt off and he's up by the microphone and he, he, he was, you know, molesting himself. I'm like, this this guy's a fucking nozzle. <laughs> He's a fucking nozzle. Scott Staff. What an asshole! What an asshole. <laughs> and real quick, before I move on, I, I do have to say something from last week, if, if you guys remember when I was doing the the songs, you know, people stealing songs off each other. My brother actually brought it to my attention that Ray Parker Jr. didn't sue Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis sued Ray Parker Jr. I guess I should have taken a page out of his playbook and Googled that before I pontificated about it. <laughs> but thanks, man. Thanks for letting me know. And it's time for the Get Off My Lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Now, this and that's fucked up are going to be very similar this week because (laughs) now more than ever, beat your fucking kids, man. This is, it's just so bad. It is so bad how the inmates are running the asylum. And the problem with this is, is as follows. These kids now, and I'm talking about young kids. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about the regular 18 to 25. Actually, I am. I'm talking from like 20 to 30 because those are the ones who are idiots. And those are the ones who grew up throwing tantrums when they didn't get what they want. They never got hit. They never got nothing. And and that's, and that's the age of entitlement. It's, I mean, that's it. You put that right in the, in the recipe, and that's what it produces. The problem is now they're having kids. And, and it's like they're just watching. They're watching their parents with ridiculous behavior, and they just think it's okay. And then when they get to be a, like a certain age, then they're really fucked up. I mean, just look outside. <laughs> it, it's nuts. I don't know how many videos I've seen. Now, this wasn't really part of the bit, but I don't know how many videos I have seen where somebody is at a drive through and they're out of the car, like in their half of their body is in the window, just throwing shit all over the place, ripping the computer screens down, like just because their food isn't ready yet. I, it's not just one. I've seen like fifteen of them, fifteen different people get get out of their car and go into the fucking window of the drive-through and flip out because their food isn't ready. Now again, I've I've talked about. You know, the, the the kids who follow Andrew Tate and all that shit, and I'm hoping that there's a rebellion. But I, we might be too far gone. All right, now, I'm going to play a clip for you here, okay? And I don't know what they were. They looked like they were five-hour energies, but they weren't. It was like a little tiny bottle in a supermarket, like kind of like by the dairy section. I, I hope it wasn't like half and half. But it's a mother and her daughter. And they're walking through the supermarket, and the kid is doing something wrong. And I'll add my commentary after the clip. Check this out. Amelia, I know. Dude, I knew it. You cannot drink those. In the, you can't open that in the store, bro. I don't care. The ones they look so damn good. 
It doesn't matter if they look damn good. It doesn't mean you get to open them in the store. I have to pay for them. Who cares? This is bullshit. No, it's not. Yes, it is. What, that they look so good? Yeah, I can drink them if I want. I got to pay for them first, Amelia. No, you do not. Now, let me paint a picture for you, okay? They're walking through the supermarket in what appeared to be like the dairy section, okay? And this girl was taking these little bottles of whatever they are, all right? I got to believe it was like a coffee creamer of some sort because it was like, like I said, it was the size of like a five-hour energy. And she's just drinking them, like just walking down the thing, just drinking them. And then how do I, like the mother wasn't even on camera. How did I know that she was in that age group? Called her kid bro. You can't be stealing that, bro. Okay. And did you hear how that kid fucking react? I'm going to have to pay for those. Who cares? She said. Who cares? Whenever I heard the sentence, and I'm going to have to pay for that, I had to pay for that. With a a thumb to the throat (laughs) and a choke slam. But this is this, (laughs) again, beat your fucking kids. And then what was it? You know, she, this is bullshit. Like it's bullshit that you, that you can't steal things. And there was no discipline from the mother because she wasn't disciplined when she was growing up, and she learned to act like that. This is fucking ridiculous. Now this girl was no more than seven, and she was already one hundred and seventy pounds. She was rather round. Possibly because you're just walking through the supermarket drinking coffee creamers by the hundreds, or so it should look. But she was heinous. The girl was fucking heinous. And it's like, how do you, what do you think? At that, at that seven years old, what do you think that that's going to be at 25? There's no discipline. And the problem is, this is, I said this, as a matter of fact, the very first Beat Your Fucking Kids episode, I believe it was the 15th episode, I think, somewhere around there, and I told the story, I said, like, you know, I'm, I'm, you remember, like, the year 2000, walking around in a supermarket and watching how, like, eight-year-old kids behave to their parents because they knew that they just call Child Protective Services now? And in that episode, and 23 years ago, I said, wait till they grow up. I said it all the time, anybody who knows me. I said, wait till they grow up. We're going to be living in a fucked up world. And now look. And it's not going to get any better. Because, like I said, there's zero discipline. There's zero accountability. There's zero, you know, do the right thing. Do the morally right thing. No, just go steal shit. Mouth off to authority. Thumb your nose at authority. Cops are no good. You can do whatever you want. It's open world. It's like Grand Theft Auto in real life. Just go do whatever the fuck you want. And then when people come after you for it, then, then you know, throw a tantrum like you normally do. Now, like I said, this Get Off My Lawn segment is going to tie in to... That's fucked up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up, 
That's fucked up. As you guys know, this is well documented of the fucking obscene behavior that I see on the corner of Oak and Hamilton streets here in Norristown. It, these people are despicable. You're despicable. They're fucking despicable. I saw something last night and I, I just, I, I, I nearly, I nearly went downstairs and like fucking and, and knocked this guy out because like it's what you're teaching your fucking kids is going to have them grow up to be 10 times worse than you. I could not believe, well, I could believe my eyes being where I'm at geographically. I, I could not believe this. All right. Now I'm going to play you a clip and it's going to be a little bit faint. All right, so just listen. Try to listen. I'll try to get it as high as I can without you know deafening you, and so you can hear it. But I will bring you up to speed if you didn't listen to this, okay? Because this is this is just this is tragic. This is fucking tragic. All right, I'm just gonna say this. It was a guy and his son. Now the son again was no more than seven, eight years old, riding their bikes down the street at like. 1245 when I was eight I was in bed at nine 1245 they're out riding bikes but they weren't just having a little you know a little joy ride there was a motive and this guy honestly this guy should be in jail this guy should be in jail for what he did last night and and just the fact that you're opening your kids eyes to that shit you you are when you're a parent, now I'm not a parent, as you guys know, but if, if you are, all right, you, you can't carry yourself in any, any kind of, you know, disrespectful manner. You know, you got to be a stand-up guy you know, when you're with your kids in public. But this behavior is absolutely ridiculous. Listen to this fucking thing. Do you fucking hear this? This this guy stole a bike with his fucking son. And he's telling him, oh yeah, if you, they say if you stole it, they say you found it. What the fuck is this world coming to? And fuck Norristown. Alright, now, I, you know, you really couldn't make it out, you know, what they were saying. And of course, you know, that voice recorder, I don't know what it is. Every time a car goes by, it sounds like it's a, a freight train. All right, but I, the funny thing was, before I even heard him say that, I knew I knew the caper. I knew what was going on as soon as I saw them, because they're riding down the street, okay, on two bikes, and 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 here's the kicker of the whole thing: the dad didn't even like ghost ride the bike home. He he had to make the he made the kid do it, and the kid couldn't he couldn't do it. He was too small. Like meaning, like you know, you're riding a bike on on you know on one side, and then like with your right hand or your left hand, you're like kind of just ghost riding the other bike. The kid couldn't do it, and that's why they stopped at my corner. Of course, where else would you stop in Norristown when you're doing fucked up shit? And he and the, and the guy said twice. He said it twice. He goes, you know, if a car stops us or something like that, and says like, "What are you doing?" Like, you know, like you know, you, you, did you steal that bike? And they just say, "No, you found it." Either way, even if you find it, it's not yours. It's still stolen. 
dipshit. Oh, yeah, that's a perfect, that's a perfect excuse. Yeah, 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 we just found it. So, oh, it's, it's magically yours, finders keepers. But here's the thing, all right? It, it, like, I don't, I don't see any end to this. And here's the other part about it. It's like, do you even blame them? And I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the kids. This, this is the world that they're accustomed to. This is what you created. Parenting now is, oh, yeah, just let them find their own way. And I'm not talking about you guys. You know this. This is just the shit that I say. Because here's the thing. When I talk about shit like this, a lot of people don't have this kind of stuff in their algorithm. And they, they have no idea it's happening. And I see it by the hundreds. And it's nuts. The fact that the kids from 2000 that were eight years old telling their parents to fuck off in public. And I said, wait till they grow up. And now they're grown up. And now they have kids of their own. And they're acting a hundred times worse than them. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. And it, it, it's it, it's got to stop. It, it's got to stop. But it's how is, how is it going to stop? You can't stop it. It's like AI. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy, man. I was watching a few episodes of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. I, that, that show is fucking great, man. It's, it's so good. Because the, the episodes are like 15 minutes. You know, and you can choose which ones you want to watch based on like who the guest is, you know, like, like Sebastian Maniscalco was on it twice. You know, you got like guys like Brian Regan, Bill Burrs was pretty good. Who else? Larry David. All right. But I saw this thing. It was like a little blurb on Facebook and it was about Michael Richards who played Cosmo Kramer on Seinfeld. And we all know he got himself in a little bit of hot water seven or eight years ago and i can't even play the bit on <laughs> it's so bad he was on a stage a comedy stage somewhere and uh, you know a black guy said something in the crowd and the 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 m-bombs just started, just started flowing like wine it was really bad i mean and it pretty much ended his career you know he he doesn't do it but you know here's the thing when you make a million dollars an episode for nine seasons in seinfeld i don't think he'd need to work anyway all right, but I watched the I watched the episode with him, you know, and he, he and they talked about it, and he, you know, he's like, hey, you know, it was a bad moment, you know, like what do you, you know, I, I feel so bad about. It. He's like, it stays with me to this day, like it's it, it follows me everywhere. I'm like, well, Jesus, Kramer, <laughs> what the fuck did you think was gonna happen? That's that's the kind of shit that you you don't come back from, you just don't. You know, it's not like, oh, they'll forget it as if you said, like, you know, the word retard in 2002 and they bring that back up and you're canceled. Now, like, that's now that's you'll get you'll get your way out of that. You know, but like when you do that kind of shit, like you ain't coming back from it. But OK, you had remorse, but like you you had to know you were committing career suicide at that point. You know I, mean? <laughs> I just wanted to go back and watch it because I saw that thing. Because it, it basically said that on the Facebook blurb. He's like, it's just, it, I, I can't get rid of it. You know, he's like, it follows me everywhere. I'm like, well, you kind of did that one yourself here, guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
absolutely fucking crazy. And you really get to learn a lot about Jerry Seinfeld on that show, too, because, you know, I have a, a completely newfound respect for that guy because, you know, when the show was on, I, his character, like, I could take or leave him. What's going on at the airport? Like, I, I that, that kind of, that, that shtick, I just wasn't for me. But now, now I like him, in, you know, in that role. But the, the reason why I got newfound respect for him is because he he's like a mentor to young comics. And he should be because the guy was a pioneer. Like, he was a pioneer to the fact that they did bits about him on SNL before he was even known. Like, Tom Hanks and, like, Dennis Miller and shit like that. Like, they would, they would imitate Jerry Seinfeld because he was known. He was a grinder. Like he went out there every night, you know, working, you know, working his craft at the clubs and doing all that kind of stuff, you know? And so I think it's really cool. Like how he's, you know, now he's getting into like the later part of his life and, and, and what he's still doing for comedy, I think is fantastic. But the thing is that you realize about that guy, <laughs> all right. And he's, 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 he's a master at this. Okay. Because here's the thing. All of that guy's comedy, like, you know, like I'm in the same boat with him because like my, my comedy is observational and that's, and that's what kind of comic he is. But the thing is, <laughs> everybody's got different delivery and all that kind of stuff. But when you watch a Jerry Seinfeld, like stand up special, all right, all of that stuff is coming from a very, very, very dark place. <laughs> like the contempt that that guy has for humanity is the same as mine. But he just he 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 comes off a different way, and you don't even think about it like that. You think about it like, oh, that's observational humor. No, that's coming from a twisted fucking place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's the truth. And somebody, I forget, one of the comedians on the show said something similar to that. He's like, he's like, you know, he's like, that's the thing. People think this about you, but you, this is coming from a fucking bad place. And Seinfeld lost it. Like he was laughing his ass off. He's like, yeah, it, it is. Because he just has such a contempt for humanity, the same way that I do. <laughs> and I just got a newfound love for the guy. And every great comedian is is known for certain bits that they do, or or the bit that got them big, or you know anything like that. Now, sometimes guys come out with instant classic bits, and this I'm just going to play this clip for you. Now, this wasn't like you know any kind of contempt towards humanity, but this is just how jerry seinfeld's brain works and this i believe now this came from his special called 23 hours to kill and it, it came out in 2020 it was like pandemic you know right around there and he does this bit and it's like i said it's not any kind of contempt for humanity but i think this was an instant classic bit and this is a classic seinfeld bit now it might it's a couple minutes but it's worth it <laughs> check this out it's all things we do to convince ourselves our lives don't suck that's another thing this is. You'll be walking around tomorrow. My life doesn't suck. I saw a comedian on a TV show in the 90s last night at the Beacon Theater on Broadway in New York City. Even though your life does pretty much suck. And I know that because I know that everyone's life sucks. Your life sucks. My life sucks too. Perhaps not quite as much. But still in the vast suckness of human life. Everyone's life sucks. It's okay. Never feel bad that your life sucks. The greatest lesson you can learn in life, sucks and great are pretty close. <laughs> They're not that different. We live here in New York. All we're here, I'm so sick of hearing about great restaurants. Joey, we went to a great restaurant last night. 
It was great. You would love it. He would love it. Wouldn't he love it? You would love it. You. You know how your friends single you out? You. Wouldn't he? He would love that place. Did you like it? I didn't care for myself. But you. I don't like the great restaurants. I don't like great anything. I'm looking for not bad. How's that food over there? It's not bad. That sounds great. Let's go over there and get this over. You want to hear the specials? No. If they're so special, put them on the menu. I'm not interested in food that's auditioning to get on the team. I don't know what the hell you're talking about anyway. We're going to pan sear it. We're going to herb crust it. We're going to drizzle it with something that's a reduction of something else. Stop drizzling. We can't take the drizzling anymore. It's too much drizzling. Maybe if you didn't reduce it so much, you wouldn't have to drizzle it. Meal takes two and a half hours. Your ass is hurting by the end of it. It's not half as good as a bowl of Lucky Charms and Pepsi anyway. Check always comes in that book, the little story of the bill. Yeah, here's the story. Once upon a time, you got ripped. That's the story. You're on the street afterwards with your friends. I didn't, I didn't think that was that, was that great. Everyone says great. Yeah, I don't think it was that great. What did you think? It sucked, right? That place sucks. A lot of great places just suck. Then you go to a baseball game. You have a hot dog. The hot dog is cold. The bun is not toasted. The vendor is an ex-con in a work release program. You love that hot dog every time. Does it, does it suck? Yes. Is it great? Yes. That's how close they are. Sucks and great are the only two ratings people even give to anything anymore. Hey, let's go see that new movie. I heard it's great. Really? I heard it sucked. How could it suck? It's supposed to be great. I heard the beginning is great, and then after that, it sucks. Oh, that sucks. I know. It could have been great. I say to you that sucks and great are the exact same thing. You have an ice cream cone, you're walking down the street, the ice cream falls off the top of the cone, hits the pavement, sucks. What do you say? Great. And that is where I really started to like really appreciate his take, you know, on things because it's like, it, see, it's my goal, okay, to 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 point things out that maybe you aren't paying attention to that may seem completely normal, but I tell you why it's not normal, you know, <laughs> and and just so like I can take anything, you know, like you know, I, I'm not going to pull an example out of my hat. But what I'm trying to say is like, you know, you, you look at just a normal everyday thing that nobody really thinks about and go like, you know, what's fucked up about that. And I, I like to try to point that out. And he does the same type of thing. But like that, you know, that uh, sucks and great bit, though, that is that's who would think of that. But it's the truth. You know, and, and that's why, you know, like I said, I've, I've gotten a whole new found love for him. Now, you know, the, 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 the knock on him is that he's arrogant. And OK, he is. He even said it in that bit. <laughs> You know, my life sucks, not quite as much as yours, but <laughs> you know. But you know, it's it's just the way he is, you know. But he, he's he's I got like I said, I got a newfound respect for the guy. Now this this was a video that I just I discovered at work. 
from somebody else. They sent it to me a couple years back. I think it was like 2019, and it, it went viral in my office, <laughs> if that's even a thing. Everybody started sending it to each other, and we start, we ended up singing the fucking song for three months. And it's about <laughs> it's about this this flea market, all right, in Montgomery, Alabama. All right, and it's a commercial for it. You ever wonder why they call a flea market a flea market? It's because you know, people would say, like, you know, if you're going to go buy like furniture, you know, from one of those fucking places, it's probably infested with fleas. So wouldn't bed bug market be more accurate for that? <laughs> if it's infested with bed bugs. But <laughs> I just want to play. Now, this thing is like two minutes long. I'm not going to play the whole thing, all right? But this is, <laughs> in fact, this was like the real life Cleveland Brown from Family Guy. And they even did it. They even, and I, I'm, yeah, you know what? I will. I'll play, I'll play both of them because they did it on, on Family Guy. Like Cleveland did the actual song. Now, the video is so fucking funny because the guy gets into it, man. Like, he really gets into it. He wrote a whole song four times in 43 seconds. Far Kansas went by. I just thought. But he did. He made up a whole dance for it. Like, he really gets into it, man. And it's, it's hilarious. I'm going to give you maybe 30 seconds to a minute of it. And if you just go to YouTube and type in Flea Market Montgomery, while the song is funny... If you see the video, it's it's five times as funny because like in the middle of the song, he like he shows you how to do the dance. It's fucking great. All right, so here it is, Flea Market Montgomery. Living rooms, bedrooms, dinettes. Oh yeah, you can find them at the market. We talking about Flea Market Montgomery. It's just like it's just like a mini mall. Oh yeah, come shop. With us, I said flea market, Montgomery. It's just like, it's just like a mini mall. Hey, hey, you heard me. Come shop. Living rooms, bedrooms, dinettes. We got it. You need it. You'll find it. It's just like, it's just like a mini mall. Hey, hey, you heard me. Come shop. I said flea market, Montgomery. It's just like, it's just like a mini mall. Hey, hey. Living rooms, bedrooms, dinettes. <laughs> how fucking great is that even without the video so that guy that guy got into it and the thing was is like if i lived in montgomery i'd, I'd go see that guy <laughs> you know he's like he looks like a reverend that's the only way that i can put it he's got, you know, he got like nice suit on or a preacher i should say and he may even well be but he, like that he actually got big from that commercial like he wasn't on the ellen DeGeneres show but she called him you know, like, I was like, oh, this, this flea market Montgomery videos is going viral. And, and she called the guy and he's just, he was just such an endearing guy, you know? And, and, and it was great. So like for the next, I don't know, three, four five months, I'd be walk I'd be walking down the hall at work or walking past people's desk going living rooms, bedrooms, dot nets. <laughs> dude, it was so fucking funny. Now, again, the guy kind of looks like Cleveland Brown a little bit. So I guess Seth MacFarlane, you know, just took that and ran with it, I guess. when that, See, when it went viral, I didn't know about it. Like, I had no idea. Maybe it did go then. I, I'm not sure. But either way, it's fucking hilarious. Now, here's Cleveland. Cleveland Brown's rendition of Flea Market Montgomery. And then I tried my hand as a singing spokesman for a furniture flea market. Living room, bedroom, dinette. We got it. You need it. You'll find it. It's just like, it's just like a mini mall. Hey, hey. 
You heard me. Come shop at Simply Market. Stuban, it's just like, it's just like a mini mall. Hey, hey. Living room, bedroom, dinette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta love, you gotta love fucking Cleveland Brown, man. And then I tried my hand as a spokesperson at a furniture flea market. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Cleveland Brown. He's great. Now, I, th- I'm going to play another one for you because, you know, like I said, there's, there are hidden gem local commercials like you, like you wouldn't believe. Now, this is a spoof that this guy did, but it's, it's pretty fucking funny. And I don't know if he got this idea from the flea market Montgomery just to do a crazy whacked out like local commercial because there's cursing in it and shit like that. It's kind of how you know it's fake. But the, <laughs> the business vertical is what gets me. Okay, now this guy is standing outside of like a, a strip mall like it's supposed to be his his shop or whatever. And there's like a dinosaur st- like mascot thing and then like a, a big bird type of thing. Like And they're just dancing outside <laughs> singing this fucking song, right? And... Just the content. It, it, this is great. It's like it's like a minute and a half, but this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Listen to this shit. Joe's barbecue and foot massage. Joe's barbecue and foot massage. Better come down here, get some of this shit. You like to eat? America loves to eat. So why not open up somewhere America can sit down, enjoy a meal, and get their feet rubbed? We'll fry anything you want for $5.99. As long as it's friable or edible, we're going to make it deliciousable. We will fry parts of the chicken you didn't even know was friable. The beak, the feathers, we'll fry candy bars. All that European stuff that you don't really normally eat, we'll bring it down here and fry it for you. Ask McDonald's to fry something other than what they normally fry. Guess what you're going to get? Nothing. If it fit through the dough, I'll put it in the fryer. Hell, this is a dinosaur. All our meats are gently tenderized to their Optimum deliciousness. We got fine dinosaur meats. Took my money, paid me, paid child support. Come on down here and get you a slice. Once they get your social security number, it's over. Motivated, 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 motivated. So friends, let's just decide you don't want no barbecue. Well, that's fine too. Why not let one of my foot specialists or myself perform our magic? Look at that, don't they look wonderful? If you really pay me enough, we'll massage your feet in any of these sauces also. Success is the rule down here, Jones. Good ass barbecue and foot massage. So go ahead and give me a call or find us on them worldwide internets at the new website. That's J O N E S Big Ass Truck Rental and Storage.com backslash Jones. Good ass barbecue and foot massage.html. Excuse me, did you call number 52? Did you hear me call number 52? <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. Like, who thinks of, like, barbecue and foot massage even in the same strip mall, let alone, let alone in the same business? <laughs> He's sitting out, Jones barbecue and foot massage, Jones barbecue and foot massage, better come down here. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, dude. And, and in the video, like he's when he's talking, I'll oh, see one of my foot specialists, and he actually was like rubbing barbecue sauce on somebody's feet. It's fucking, oh God, it was fucking funny, man. Time for the sad part. It's all I got for you guys this week. Sad for me because it's just, you know, like I said, I, I, I really think that the last 20 or so episodes or however many it was have been so long is because I just never want to stop. Hence the episodes get longer and longer, you know, but it's just, I don't know, man. I just, I just love doing it and, it, and it's sad for me when it's over, but there's always next week, right? Still got that. 
Now, I do have to say, we are at that time now. What's it? Today's my sister's birthday, November 12th. Okay. So we are, you know, getting very close, you know, to the end of the season here. And I did, I have gotten a few messages, and you guys have kind of sprinkled them in throughout the season, you know, this year. And, and nobody, well, a few of them would send me a bit early in the year, but they, you know, they didn't say best of. They were just like, I loved it, you know. So I, I marked all that kind of stuff down. And I'm going to start listening to season three just to see, you know, which ones I want to pick as I normally do, you know. So, you know, any any bits or if you want to go back and listen or whatever the case may be, just let me know, you know, what worked for you. And I did get a message from somebody that said, like, you know, I I want to send bits in, but I don't want to know what's coming when I listen to it, you know, and that makes sense. I understand that. But, you know, so maybe I'll just take the the ones that you guys kind of been peppering in throughout the year and maybe go that way. But if you have anything you want to send in, definitely do that, you know, and you know, again, like I know I don't say this every week, but you know, feel free to, to share this with whoever, you know, we're, we're growing into a mini army now, you know, so that's definitely good. And I, you know, I always thank you guys for that. I just thank you for listening to my nonsense every week. <laughs> Because it is it is my favorite thing to do on, on this planet, all right? So I absolutely love that, and I absolutely love this, and I absolutely love you guys, and you know that. Need to get a hold of me, Christian, at the crodpodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger, or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. Yeah unbelievable here because i got up early today right now it's 1:15. i never get done this early which is good because there's two fucking horrendous football games on today and the eagles aren't on but perfect time perfect day to do that you dickhead <laughs> i'm gonna be sitting here twiddling my thumbs watching mediocre football i i, I could have done this any other week this way i'm probably gonna be done by 3 3 30 just in time for the 4 o'clock shit show that's going to be on Fox, whatever that is, whatever game that is. Unbelievable. But a good hang, as always, every Sunday with you guys. And until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking tits. Jesus. Take care. Ha <laughs> ha!